High Noon with George Hook. News Talk 106 to 108. All right, well, he gets older every week and he got very old recently. My guest, Bill Hughes, uh, you had a birthday, did you? I did. When? Uh, last Sunday. A big party? No party at all. All right, okay. <laughs> I was 61. Because I would have noticed I wasn't invited, so if you had a party, <laughs> I would have been pretty cheesed. If I had <clears> invited <throat> you, would you have replied to the invitation? No. Would you have confirmed whether no. you were coming? See, no. No, no. So why bother? Exactly. When you're just basically so rude. Tell me about the essential song we're having today. Uh, a song that came out when I was 13 years of age, and I thought... How old did you say you were last Sunday? 61. 48 years ago. Yeah. 48 from 16, something, yeah. No, it was 1968, it came out. Right. Now, this song was written in 66. Right. And recorded in 67. Right. By Stevie Wonder, For Once in My Life. Oh, yeah, I really like that. I love this song. Yeah. Now, it was written originally as a swing song by Ron Miller. And the point of it being a swing song it was done at a slow tempo and it was done at a slow tempo by people like The Temptations, the same recording session, Stevie Wonder. They, they were all just getting their versions down. But Stevie Wonder uh, and his producer, Henry Crosby, decided to sl- to speed it up and make it an up-tempo song. And Barry Gordy, who was the head of Tamla Motown at the time and was Mr. Music, hated it so much and had it shelved and said, no, that will never see the light of day. And then Billy Jean Brown, who was the head of Motown Quality Control, a year later, she coerced Berry Gordy into releasing Stevie Wonder's version because she really believed that this was the one. And sure enough, it went almost to the top of the charts. It went to number two and it went to number two on all the various charts, the pop chart, the R&B chart, the black music chart. And it was held off by another Tamla Motown song. I heard it through the grapevine, Marvin Gaye. <laughs> so Marvin Gaye kept the top position, but Stevie Wonder. But anyway, this song, For Once In My Life, was massive. It's unusual in that it's recorded by Stevie Wonder, but he didn't write it. He always wrote his song. A gifted guy, signed to Tamla Motown, aged 11. He was a prodigy. Um, Ex- no, this is the guy they made a movie about. I saw this movie, didn't I? No. No. Who did Stevie I see? Stevie Wonder, Who Ray did? Charles. Oh, Ray Charles. Yeah. Ray Charles, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, yeah, thanks very much. There you go. Uh, so he, like as a young kid going into the studio and being, he was born in 1950, um, they put an amazing band around him and James Jamerson, was the bass player. And to this day, the playing style of James Jamerson, he played it with no two bars the same. And he improvised throughout. And it is regarded as the finest recording of a bass player on this particular recording. So he improvised throughout this? He improvised on this recording. On a bass player? Yeah. And then on top of that, Wonder took up the harmonica and in the middle of this song there's one of the most sublime harmonica solos uh, that are just it's a a stunning song but it was the lyrics that got me you know 
For once in my life, I won't let sorrow hurt me, not like it's hurt me before. For once, you know, you're a little teenage angst kid and you're going, yeah, the world is, is awful, you know, and this is my life and I'm going to, for once in my life, ah, I have someone who needs yeah. me. So it's a really strong yeah. song. Can I just tell you, I'll just drag you back to Jimmy Jamerson for a yeah. moment and yeah. why, why I really like double bass. My favourite double bass player was a fella called Johnny Cagney, who of course you don't know at all, but was the father of Mark Cagney on television and played <laughs> in the same band as my father. In Cork. In Cork. And I, and, I, and, and I used to love watching double bass and I had this great interest in it uh, all my life, really. And in drums, just in case you wanted to know, Benny Benjamin played drums on this particular recording. Were all the team in the band, uh, like... Two B's, Benny Benjamin, two J's, Jimmy <laughs> Jamerson. And well, you had the originals uh, and the andantes on backing vocals and none of them had the same. And then the instrumentation was done by the Funk Brothers. But the whole thing was was produced by Henry Crosby. And Henry Crosby went on to write a load of hits with Stevie Wonder. Uh, he wrote uh, Uptight, Everything's Alright, My Sharia Moore, I Was Born to Love Her. The, they were written with Stevie Wonder and oh, where you keep talking about uh, like Tamala Motown music and all that sort of stuff mm. where was this in Motown, Chicago no Detroit Detroit oh yeah so well there have been 250 versions of For Once In My Life recorded. No. everybody Tony Bennett Frank Sinatra they've all done it um, but so for, my Spotify go mad if I put in For, for Once, once in, in My Life, life yeah it's 250 versions but f- for me this is the definitive version because of the tempo because of the tempo because of the quality of the singing because of the harmonica solo and because of the extraordinary bass line I got to listen to this for once in my life an essential song chosen by Bill Hughes and sung now by Stevie Wonder Someone who needs me Someone I've needed so long For once unafraid I can go where life leads me Somehow I know I'll be strong For once I can touch What my heart used to dream of Long before I knew Oh, someone warm like you me before For once I have something I know won't desert me I'm not alone anymore For once I can see This is mine, you can't take it Long as I know I have love, I can make it For once in my life I have someone who
Stevie Wonder for once in my life. I have to tell you something, Bill Hughes, that I don't know how many times I've heard that, right? Mm. But I have never listened to it with such interest and attention as I've done there because your your, your talk about the harmonica, for the first time I really understood the double bass, which is the whole way through. That is an unbelievably good recording. That's right up there within the mood in Glenn Miller in my head. It's gold standard. It is gold standard. Oh, yeah. I I just love it. Okay. Uh, Now you go to Spotify, subscribe to my playlist, George Hook's uh, Essential Songs. It's there on Spotify. What about Stevie Wonder himself, though? 66 now he is. Yeah. Born, you said he was born in 1950. He was born in Saginaw, Michigan. Yeah. In uh, 1950. He was the third of six children of Calvin Judkins and Lula Mae Hardaway. Now, he was born six weeks premature and he was put in an incubator. And in those days, they didn't control the oxygen properly in incubators in 1950. They hadn't sure. fully got it. So there was too much oxygen. It was too rich. And it resulted in retinopathy of uh, prematurity. So the growth of the eyes is aborted, causes the retinas to detach and he became blind. So, so he's blind from birth. Blind from just after birth. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So when he was four, his mother left his father. She moved to Detroit uh, with the kids and she changed her name back to Lula Hardaway. And uh, also she changed the children's names to Morris. She gave them the surname Morris. And to this day, Stevie Wonder is, you know, on all legal documents, he's, he's, he's Stephen Morris. Uh, well, he's Steve Land Morris. Um, but he was given instruments and so to try and, you know, give himself, because this blind kid, people in those days, yeah, sure. you know, they just didn't have, he proved to have this natural aptitude right across playing instruments, Piano, harmonica, drums. And he got a singing partnership with a friend of his. uh, So they became known as Stevie and John. And they used to play on street corners. And uh, just to raise money. But you used the word earlier on, prodigy. I mean, this this is prodigy in its true sense. This is like Mozartian almost, isn't it? And then he got signed to to, uh, Tamla Motown Records at the age of 11. And he went in there not only as a performing artist, but as a songwriter. They put him into the songwriting factory. And one of the first songs he wrote was The Tears of a Clown for Smokey Robinson. <laughs> as, a, as a kid, he wrote Tears of a Clown. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't know as much about this guy. As, but like, uh, there was a listener who was in labour with, with her now 15-year-old. And Stevie Wonder was in her head the whole time oh, when she was good. in labour. Well, he... There are so many songs. When you think of the classics, he had he had a great 70s. The 70s were Superstition, Sir Duke, You're the Sunshine of My Life, I Just Called to Say I Love You, the album's Talking Book, Inner Visions, and my favourite, Songs in the Key of Life. Extraordinary. Uh, but but, but, but the, 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 um, just go back a bit, Janie Mack. I mean, some of those who... Uh, to talk about are just fabulous. Yeah, he's written. Give us a run of them again, there. So 
Sir Duke, yeah. Superstition. You're the sunshine of my oh, life. Oh, now there's a song for you. You're the sunshine oh, of my life. Beautiful song. And uh, I just called to say I love you. And he was the second only African-American musician to win the Oscar for best original song in 1984 for I just called to say I love you from the woman in red. All right. So, but I have to say the reason, you, you know, you are the sunshine of my life is that's what's in my head every time you come in here. I'm playing <laughs> that in my head. Well, you know, he was married twice. Was he? He was married to Saritha. And Saritha was an amazing singer. She had a wonderful song called With You I'm Born Again. One of the most beautiful songs right. you listen to. And he was married to her for two years. They were great friends and they divorced very amicably. Yeah. And then years later, he, in 20, 2001, until 2012, he was married to the fashion designer Kay Mallard. Now, he has nine children by five different women. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> he's been busy in that department. Yeah. Um but to have written the songs he's written and to have had the chart success, he's had he's one of the top 60 best selling music artists of all time, uh, sold over 100 million records. He is the top performing solo artist at the Grammy Awards. He's won 25 Grammy Awards. And for me, he just he's known for his uh his humanitarian work. He started a campaign in 1980 to turn Martin Luther King's birthday into a national holiday. Right, okay. He started that. And, and then okay. he was made a United Nations ambassador for peace. Uh, he travels the world doing good work um, as well as being somebody that everybody right. wants to go into the recording studio with. You only meet stars in Nashville, really. Nashville is kind of where you hang out when you're meeting <laughs> celebs. Have you ever met him? I've never met him. No, no, no. I'd love to. I'd love All to. right, well, um, there you have it. He could be on the cutting edge before the end of the season. But uh, Bill, of course, is the producer of The Cutting Edge. That explains everything. Uh, now he's there every Thursday with an essential song. You go to Spotify subscribe George Hook's Essential Songs. They're all there.